Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. We're two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hey, Eve. Hey, Kieran. I've got my friend Ramy here with us. Hi, Ramy. Hey. Hi. Um, so this is um, kind of a special episode where we um, <laughs> have something very uniquely weird to the evangelical culture to talk about. Um, also, I'm <laughs> sorry for my dog's noises in the background, as usual. <laughs> um, now, when we met... You were also doing a worship dance team thing. Yeah, I was sort of. I had, so I'd been doing worship dance ballet-ish stuff uh, from the time I was like seven until I was 13. And around the time we met, uh, I was just ending that but starting this dance thing at my church or trying to join this like hip hop dance thing at my church, which was also exciting. Gotcha. And then Ramey and I met in a quote-unquote liturgical dance troupe here in Richmond when we were 15 and 16. And that was um, a a lifetime ago. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what is is the premise behind worship dance? Like, what what the fuck is this? I mean, it was basically, like, for my... For me, I guess personally, and maybe my group of people, it was it was the way we could do dance without being part of like the evil world of dancing, where there's gays <laughs> or sex or both. Or is ballet bad? No, because you're not dancing with a partner until you're, you know, right. Doing the right, point. unless you're doing lips <laughs> or, like or whatever. But like, it's not, it's not like ballroom or anything scandalous like that, where you're, you're not like usually touching a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, we did ballroom, and um, and the way it was sold to us was, um, it's a perfect example of of a complementarian relationship. Yes, because <laughs> you know he initiates and leads, and you follow, and you have to practice like submitting in public and making small talk and like playing. I feel nice like that was how how gender. like we justified learning the waltz, and we were a picture of God in the church, like God leading in the church following. Oh, oh right. yes, that's that's just like the, the oh, extra yeah. layer of Presbyterianism <laughs> that was that was going on there, covenant theology. Right. Yes, it was it was also very important. I did some of my friends when I was in speech and debate taught me swing and English country dance. Um uh-huh. and and it was yes, the the boy leads. This is good practice for for men leading and women following. That was a huge like that was how we <laughs> were allowed to touch hands of other boys is we were learning how to follow. There were some girls in our group who would wear like you know, cute little white gloves so that they wouldn't actually, like, be holding hands. Right, the skin isn't touching, so it's fine. I remember, like, mm-hmm. my heart was racing for the, like, ten seconds that I was holding, like, this boy's hand while, like, doing the line of the Charleston or whatever. <laughs> Homeschooler yeah, erotica like, right there. Oh, like, there was, it, it felt like my hand, it was fleshy and warm and, like... <laughs> Did you just want to eat it? No, no, I have Raynaud's, so I was just trying to absorb the warmth, like, through his skin into mine. Oh, okay. Um, 
So my my mom got us into worship dance. My mom did ballet um, all through high school, and then she also did like um, clogging and square dancing and country dance, like English country dancing. And so she was like um, already like very fluent in the world of like dance and choreography. And then um, they got involved with the Vineyard Churches, which were um, a charismatic church movement in California that um, kind of like Song Grace Ministries, they like put out their, some of their own music, um, their own CDs. And then they also created like a dance team. And the flagship church in Anaheim had this like massive like praise dance team. They used like these like huge flags and um, they would do it for like special occasions, so my mom, when we moved to to Visalia in Central California and started like at our own church, she like would get a group of girls together and like choreograph dances for like special Sundays, so like for Easter or whatever. Um, a couple of years in a row, she would like choreograph some dances, and we'd like dance in the aisles of the church and up front. And um, and then when we moved to Virginia, my mom stopped putting me and my sisters in ballet. We'd been doing that all along before, and then she heard about this worship dance troupe called His Handmaids, which was in <laughs> Richmond. How would you describe His Handmaids? I well, Connie liked to describe it like it, Connie's the founder. Yeah, she liked to describe it like like we weren't attached to a denomination or a single church. It was just like this group who wanted to usher in the presence of God. Mm. Like, that was yeah. her whole point. So she wasn't trying to tie it to a church or a, a denomination. She just wanted to, like... So we'd show up at, just, like... Just, like, lead worship. Mm, yeah, <laughs> nursing homes or, like, um, individual church services or, like, a funeral occasionally. Um, we did a couple weddings. But, yeah. And the thing that was interesting about Handmaids as opposed to the dance stuff that my mom... Like was participating in when I was a child was that instead of it being like traditional dance, it was more like a pageant. Mm. It was like more like mm-hmm. creating a scene. Like so, this like group of girls like they are like a backdrop and like they don't move for the entire thing. It's not a like traditional ballet chorus. They're like a wall, and um, there are a couple other people who are moving out in front of them. But like it was, it was always very much more theatrical rather than um, like true dance. Yeah. It wasn't technical. Was yeah, it, it wasn't very technical. Um, it was very, very precise. Right. Um, but it wasn't, like, actual Yeah. Dance. It was, like, its own Yeah, thing. that was sort of similar to mine. Mine was through my homeschool group uh, instead of a church. So it was just, like, there was this one woman who lived in New York for the, for the summer uh, and came down during, like, the winter and spring and taught my homeschool group worship dance, and we would perform at, like, this one church's Mother's Day event thing, mm-hmm. or we'd have a recital in the studio where we practiced, and it was... We did, like, dances to hymns and worship music, and we incorporated sort of a bunch of different kinds of steps, but it wasn't overly technical, did you guys um, wear, like, all white also? No, we could pick our own leotards. We were very, very chill and low-key. So I had, like, a pink <laughs> so- leotard with, like, a blue skirt, and, like, nice. it was just whatever. A lot of a lot of us, even, you know, that we were homeschoolers and 
also doing 4-H, like, made our own skirts to go with our leotards. So I had a mm-hmm. bunch of different skirts that were just really cute. So Yeah, the, <laughs> the stuff that my mom did was kind of like that, where it was, like, you know, wear all the same color, but, like, everybody could make their own skirt and pick out their own leotard. Um, handmaids itself was, like, much more rigid. They, were, they thought that leotards were immodest and too right. long-fitting. So we had to, like, wear these, like, frumpy white dresses yeah. and, like... Which weirdly enough, you could totally see. They were completely <laughs> see through. And here's the and and the greatest part is that Connie would be like, "You have to wear white underwear," and we'd be like, "Well, that's how you get lines, because these right. are see through." And she'd be like, "Well, like if you wear anything else, it's like drawing attention to uh, yourself as like but, potentially being sexy. So you have to wear white underwear. So like even though that you, you could, had to like, wear like full on briefs, like white briefs. Yeah, she a like slip. Oh, she would bring slips. out like samples oh, and God. be like, you can't yeah. wear thongs. Oh, you yeah. Can't, yeah, we'd have things of the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full slips and then the white dresses. Oh my God. And these dresses were like total circle skirts. So if there was any sort of elevated platform, like everybody <laughs> right. saw everything, right. even if we were wearing right. a slip. <laughs> It was pretty funny. We were also not allowed to wear, like, nail polish or jewelry. Well, I mean, of course, because Um, those are just, you know, they don't edify God somehow. All right, so I wanted to bring Ramey in on this episode because I feel like there's there's, um, this element of this this performative um, worship dance kind of thing where it's performative uh, femininity that really, like, echoes, like, how women are treated in these churches is the kind of madonna whore complex where it's like the you can either be like held up on a pedestal and completely pure or you're like defiled and done Mm. for and um the way this like romantic idea of womanhood was always performed in these um worship dance troop settings i thought was like really interesting and i wanted to get you to talk a little bit about what you do now and how you feel like there might be overlap or not or if yeah. you want to you want to you want to get into this actually no there's like definitely a lot of overlap and like y'all have actually caught me at a very interesting time because as of this weekend I am now dancing at a club that's full nude which brings like like a whole different aspect to in case you haven't figured it out Rain is a stripper <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point. <laughs> pretty, 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 yeah, pretty obvious. So this is one of the things that she does. Um, yeah, so up until this point, I have been dancing only in Virginia where the clubs are topless, but they're not full nude. Um, and then this weekend, I transferred to D.C. where it's a totally different game. And it's all full nude. So how, really how do these experiences of, like, performing... Because, like, Handmaids was very much about, like... You have to be, like, this blank, smiling, like, image of femininity that they could, like, project their worship mm-hmm. on in, mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. and, like, get, inspire people in the com- congregation to these kind of, like, it was, like, a sort of, like, religious ecstasy. Like, uh, I just keep thinking of the, the image of um, St. Teresa, like, <laughs> who's, like, clearly having an orgasm in this like altarpiece but like that (laughs) like this religious fervor this like being completely caught up in this moment um that was what we were trying to get people to experience in church Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah so we were it was kind of you weren't allowed to have any sort of like identity 
in Handmaids because you were part of the picture. You were like part of this experience and you weren't allowed to be an individual. And that's where the whole no, um, no like fancy hairstyles, no nail polish, no jewelry, nothing that would make you an individual. It was all about like turning their attention to God and not yourself. So it's actually pretty interesting when I started when I started stripping, I would get on stage and it would actually be a very similar feeling because the men there don't care about me as a person. Like they don't care that I'm an individual. It's like your body is worth something, but you as an individual, that doesn't matter. You're selling them a certain kind of ex- it, like experience outside of themselves. Right. That has nothing to do with who you are. Right. It's, so, not, a, it's not a connection. It's like something different. Right. So like that whole feeling, I actually, like the labor, like the work I was doing was new, but the feelings attached to it were very mm. familiar because like that's, that was how I was like raised. When we were growing up, you existed for God. Well, you were all of that. And when we were dancing, it was like, no, you are supposed to be turning people toward God. You aren't You aren't there to perform for people right. to look at you. And I think that, it, that that kind of like came into play in our lives and families. Rami's also from a big family um, and like had a lot of the same experiences that Kieran and I did. And and this whole like just like setting your your needs and your identity aside for the good of the group and for you know to just like perform these tasks and these roles to like make everything easier for everybody like putting that that like self aside to just like participate in that moment and i got really good at just like making my just subsuming myself into whatever was going on and like turning into like autopilot robot mode and like not bringing an identity or like a personality to a situation so that like I wouldn't make anything Mm -hmm. worse Mm -hmm. yeah you pretty much have to compartmentalize everything and just realize that you're there to you're there to perform but you as a person almost don't matter Mm. yeah it's it's kind of weird yeah I mean it's it's like I I just like as I've been listening to you talk about doing this work for the last couple years it just like it sounds like all the same stuff that we we talked about with our families and like and what we were raised to be it's like this is this is the um this is the other side of the coin this is like the natural outlet for the that skill set yeah yeah Yeah. that makes sense so what's the what's it like doing that what is your family how is your family reacted to your job do they understand like how this is easy well, I don't think my parents know. I haven't told them. So unless um, maybe one of my sisters has mentioned it, then f- as far as I know, they are not aware of mm-hmm. what I do. My sisters, like the older ones, know, I think, kind of. I've alluded to it several times, and I'm just like, you know, I'm working at the club or whatever, and they haven't asked a whole lot of follow-up questions, so I don't know if they're just like okay or if they fully understand or if they, they assume also, you're bartending still right maybe. i i don't know and i haven't really explained it i know i think i think ruth knows um i think rachel knows but i've just never you know really asked them if like do you want to talk on do you want to ask me questions like mm-hmm. you know whatever yeah i mean it's 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 just such an interesting life it's such an interesting life <laughs> how would your younger self see this and like what would you say to her oh my gosh okay so 
<laughs> this is kind of a okay this is kind of a funny story i don't know if you could like put this on your podcast you probably, can edit we can out. probably put anything okay. on our podcast that <laughs> yeah. we want to um warning <laughs> adult content <laughs> warning adult content okay so actually friday was my first night at this club i'm in my hotel room i'm freaking out i don't know are all the girls are like are the does everybody shave i don't know what to do because you've never been like when we did our road trip in canada this summer you were like I don't want to go into these clubs yeah. because I've never seen a totally new club. No, 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 I had. I oh, had. you had? Oh, okay. yeah. I said I didn't want to dance because oh, I okay. hadn't danced full nude. Gotcha. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. So I freaked out. I was like, fuck this. I'm shaving everything to be on the safe side because I do not want to stand out on my first night. Right, right, you know, right, like, right. Nope, nope. I just want to blend right in. So I'm like shaving my pussy. I haven't done this. I haven't done this since I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. 16 years I've been in this. So I'm like shaving and I was like, I haven't, I haven't done this in 16 years. And I remember the day cause I was 14 and I was in Florida because my dad was doing a, a work project and he'd taken me to help him. And I was like, as most people do when they're going through puberty, freaking out. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but oh. this has got to go. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, I like take the razor, which I was really bad at. And I was, was just like- Was this your father's like razor that you just stole? I, you know what? <laughs> it probably was. Oh God, I don't know. So I like, I'm taking this razor and I'm like, this has all got to go. I don't know what's happening. And let me tell you, I really sucked at shaving oh. back then. <laughs> I have since used, like, a razor perfectly. I can do that now. But, like, then I was just like, okay, all of this has got to go. Bad experience. Would not recommend. I had, like, the worst razor burn. Oh, and I was no. in pain for, like, three days. Oh, oh my God. So I that guess. was, like, my only experience. So then Friday night, I was like, well, oh, God, I hope this is not going to be a repeat of 14-year-old <laughs> me trying this again. Because, like, so, coming in for night two at the club yeah, with, like, razor burn everywhere not is not going to fly. No. Okay, so let's just say my razor skills are a little bit better and Very I was good. fine. But yes, all of it had to go. And I'm like standing there being like, what would 14-year-old me say to me now? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, no, that, that cannot be me in 16 years. Absolutely not. Like, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then like, so like, that's cool. I go into the club. I don't know which stripper god I have pissed off in the past, like, month. But (laughs) guess what? My very first night dancing full nude, I decided to get my period. No. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. Oh, no. No. And I was like, cool. So we're just going to, like, jump right in. Like, we're just, just, like, let's just have all of the experience. Let's just bleed everywhere. Tonight. (laughs) All of the bad things out of the way first. Like all, let's just get all of the shit out of the way. So I'm like, I mean, okay. it's better right. now than like later, right? Just like rip off the bandaid, right? Right. Like let's have, let's just try everything, <laughs> all of the experiences tonight. So I go in there and I'm like, yep, we're cutting the string off the tampon. We're like doing this, and you have to like make sure, like, there's mirrors all over the dressing room because you have to like make sure you look okay. You gotta check. Because once you're on stage, it's too late. Right. And it's like <laughs> the worst thing in the world for for someone to come up. Oh, hey, by the way. Oh, oh look, you're on your period. Like, you're twerking. You're oh twerking. My and I can God. see your tampon. Yes. Like, it's starting yes. to wiggle oh. its head out. That is what you want to avoid. And, like, I have seen it happen. Oh, oh I know. Oh, yeah, I have seen it happen. <laughs> There's been girls where I'm like, you got to 
You should probably go to the dressing room. You should go to the this dressing is, room right now. This is now. why oh. everybody should use a menstrual cup because those things don't come out. Oh my They're so good and they can last up to 12 well, yeah, hours. Yeah, well, I didn't have one and I don't own I'm one. Just, and I'm, I'm just, don't I'm just get making an advertisement. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to like have all of the experiences right now. Like, appeared on my first night, dancing nude. Like, I haven't shaved in 14 years. And you're like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then, and then, they, so I, like, go in this club, and they're like, okay, you're going to do a shower show. What? What's a shower what the show? hell is a shower show? Yeah, right? So I had this, I had this, like, floor guy walk me upstairs, and he was like, this is the shower. And this was, like, in the middle, this was, like, at midnight. Like, full club. Friday night, full club. He's like, it's your turn. You're going to do the shower show tonight. I have never done a shower show. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're just checking off experiences. Yep. What is the what? So what is the shower? You're just you like literally you take a, like shower? a clear shower and it's like, yeah, it's it's up. So you're just like above the stage playing with suds and, and they, stuff. Mm, it's not even soap. It's really literally just water and then you fog up the glass and then you can like oh. hold on and dance. It's actually it can be so kind of like cool. Cage dancing. So it's a yeah, it's okay. cage shower. dancing right. in a steamy wet shower. Right, right. Okay, okay, I can see this. Yeah. Hey, at least and we're he not talking like, about golden showers. Like, that would have been, like, bad. And he was like, yeah, you got to move back and forth. Like, everyone's watching you because they turn the lights off and they turn your lights oh. on. And then no one else is dancing. So, like, the girls get off stage and it's just a shower show. And I was like, actually okay, cool. it is kind of cool. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. Shower show. Uh, uh. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know. That's my life. Like, this is my life. Wow. I'm naked in a little shower. And... He, the the floor guy was actually really sweet and he peeked his head at one point he's like you're doing so oh. well have you done this before and I was like sure have it for a shower show <laughs> shower show <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god yeah well no, I, okay so but that's that's a little okay can I just like bring this back full circle that's how it felt joining handmaids um because I was 15 and I was tall Mm-hmm. compared to everybody in the group. And so there was this leadership group that Connie had started that she called the Old Maids. Um, and she just, like, yanked me into the Old Maids. Because you were so tall. Because I was so tall. She, she ta- thought I was, like, 17 or 18. And I was, like, 15, maybe. Four, yeah. I was, like, 14 or 15. We were, like, real young. And, um, and so, like, the first day I was at Old Maids practice, um, she was, like how old are you? And I told her, and she was like, oh, you're not supposed to be here, but I guess you're here already, so, like, we'll just roll with it. Because <laughs> um, I was, like, too young. And um, and one of, like, the first weeks that we were there, we had this, like, show that we were doing in the same church or, like, down the road. So it was, like, we had, like, a, a program that we were doing in the middle of rehearsal. And we, like, left and came back, and she just, like, put me in front she made me be god oh my god in the majesty and glory oh, pageant right. um so there's this there's a song majesty and glory and it's like all set in heaven and it's like based off of a hymn and like and there's this character of god who's like standing and like being at like front and center being adored by like all these little girls who are representing like the the church coming home and um and so i had to like go be god in like one of my first programs and I had never done anything like this before and I had never seen this dance done it was one of their staples but I'd never seen it we just like practiced it for like maybe like 30 minutes before we went on and then it was just like and there you go and now you're God and I was just sure, like, okay okay <laughs> this Sorry. is what we're doing 
we can just roll with it. It's fine. That's fine. That's what's happening now. But, it's cool. Yeah, and then it was like one of those like afterwards, like, oh wow, you did such a great job. Like, yeah, you're too tall for that job, but like you did such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so weird. <laughs> but yeah, um, these universes are very funny, and I really, I've never heard of anyone else doing anything like this in like a pretty much any other culture i know i know know there are like religions that that they have a lot of dance and pageantry and they're they're like celebrations but i feel like this is like this kind of thing is very particularly unique to evangelical christians Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not really sure why i remember it being a thing in some of the charismatic churches that i went to they would have entire teams that had the flags and they like like their Mm -hmm. own very own special church worship dance team and just like all these individual churches had them that i went to it was just like a thing that happened well that's what my mom was involved with like uh, she started that team like at the the church in um in the central valley in california it was i don't know it's just like it's such a like i tell people like oh yeah i did this and they're just like, what? What is that? <laughs> it's one of the. It's one of the things that like is maybe the most like out there and confusing to people. Like they've heard of homeschooling, they've heard of like the Duggars, but have like, you heard um, of worship and dance? We did worship dance, and we did this worship yeah. dance, and they're like, what? <laughs> and it's it's really hard to explain to people. Yeah, and yeah. it's so it's so eclectic. It's not like there was just this one like brand of worship dance that existed it was just like it varied yeah. by church and by group and by homeschool group and community mm-hmm. and whatever it was just like this weird it's weird and some communities were like super super against it yeah like um, i think more in the baptist circles like there's all those jokes about like baptists don't have sex standing up because somebody might think that they're dancing right <laughs> <laughs> um, but also like, that's, those that's are jokes why, that I heard in those in, in the circles. So clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex leads to yeah. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Sex leads yeah. to dancing. Shannon used to say that one all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it's just I. So there's certain like evangelical church groups where this is like very taboo, yeah. and then there's certain evangelical church church groups. I think it, like you're right. It does kind of go along that charismatic line of like. The people who believe that the gifts of the spirit are like active and valid today are the ones that tend to do. This yeah, the work. overlap However, between the, the, those ones and the ones who like spoke in tongues is basically a circle. It is basically a circle. But then there's the piece where like the group that we were in was like run out of a Presbyterian church. Like <laughs> they were very mm-hmm. much like gifts of the Holy Spirit. What's that? Like that was a one time thing. And but, <laughs> but we're dancing. dancing. Yes. <laughs> That's the, that's the like part that isn't in the circle. It's the weird like crescent sliver that's just just shy. It's like those like oranges that just grow like big yeah. like orange pieces <laughs> yes. outside on the side of them. This is just like that's how yeah. that is on that Venn diagram. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Ramey's like, all right, you guys are weird. I'm done. <laughs> it's important that we construct our data references correctly. <laughs> yes. Do you have anything else you want to add? I feel like I have a lot of things I want to add, but they don't have, they don't have like that much to do with like relating directly to handmaids, just like a, in general, 
I felt like what I experience as a dancer, I can relate to or I feel like it almost applies more to my past and just growing up fundy. Like mm-hmm. that and like like purity culture. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, how does yeah. it connect That's, to purity culture in your... It's in your... crazy. It's crazy. There's What's a the lot of similarities there. How? Um, <clears throat> just like, you know how... Like, PRG culture says that your virginity is worth more than everything. Like, right. that is the, the, that's where your worth and your value is. Right. Right? That is, like, your your body is your worth and your value in the club. And mm. so I, I got to the club, and I was like, so I don't know how to, you know, do stripper things, but that mentality was already you know, the fact that, like, I can, I can value my body because I was taught to value my body. Like, but on, like, the different, right. yeah, in a, right. like, in, 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 a, a, in a capitalist, yeah. consumerist kind yeah, of way. Like, yeah. my body is something to be like consumed. Like, my body is something to be consumed or, or traded or valued, and my dad owns me until I'm married, and all of that, that was very similar. So, like, I had a lot of, Does like, the, like, n- like no there. touching thing get into this at all? Well, there is touching, like depending on the club and everything, there's definitely like a lot of contact. Mm-hmm. Um, it might just be in the back or it might be on stage. It, it you know, it depends on okay. the club. Yeah. Um, but you're definitely taught like your body is worth more than your mind and just capitalize on that. And I felt like growing up in a, you know, purity culture, like we, we were pretty much taught the same values, but they were, you know, sanitized and made to look like, yeah, that's how you should yeah. be thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think this is why I was mentioning the Madonna horror complex, where like this is like a you're, this is a very classic like uh, literary trope. It's an understanding of women as only one or the other. They're either a virgin or a slut. You're either um, Mary or Mary Magdalene. Like there's mm-hmm. like no in between. And so when you dehumanize women one way, the other way like matches yeah. it and like it's very like goes hand in hand with it and so that's why that i think that ma- mindset's transferable because it's based in the same system yeah um and so like when you leave that world you have to complicate both of those systems where it's like so like strippers like may not all be empowered but they a lot of them are like enjoying their jobs and like don't feel like degraded by what they're doing and a lot of moms like homeschool moms who like save themselves their marriage and like have only slept with yep. one person are being like used for sex by their husbands in ways that are not like respecting their bodies like these mm-hmm. things can both yeah. coexist mm-hmm. yep <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean this is a conversation we could have for the rest of our lives i like, mean just unpacking all of this like these issues like, this is I mean, we read, we read, you read Jessica Valente's The the Purity Myth at the Mm -hmm. same time I did. And we, Mm -hmm. like, that's kind of when we started going down this, this road of conversation where it was like, I was finally abandoning modesty rules Mm -hmm. as a young newlywed. Mm -hmm. And I was like trying to wear things. I was like wearing spaghetti straps out in public and like feeling scandalous. Oh my God. I remember that time also. Yeah. (laughs) And then you were like, I think I'm going to go take up like a pole fitness class. Like. And, like, very, we were very, like, defensive about, like, this is not the same thing as stripping, and, like, it's fine. <laughs> yep. But these, but, like, it's that same, like, holding on to that dichotomy and, like, trying to complicate it is, like, very, 
it feels very risky because you are um, stepping out into what feels like thin air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have a new system to replace it with because our culture as a whole has bought into that system very thoroughly. Yeah. Agreed. I don't miss this part of church stuff at all. I do <laughs> I do miss dancing sometimes, but I don't miss this like very performative performative femininity yeah. element hmm. of yeah. it. It's really nice to just like wear what I want and not have to think about it and like not like be thinking about like, oh, am I gonna make men stumble? Am I gonna like stand out too much am i gonna get too much attention mm-hmm. like i had to think that way in peace corps a little bit with um the kinds of attention i would get because i would stand out there but like it's really nice to like be in a city and like be able to just like go someplace and blend in and not like worry about getting seen as a commodity <laughs> yeah <laughs> what was that thought Ramy? <laughs> just yeah yeah that's like Oh, so when I'm not at work, I just wear a hoodie all day. It's great. Yes. I just wear a hoodie. Yeah. I'm just like, I I don't want anyone to look at me. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. I can play this part. I can play this part of the club, but like, mm-mm. Yeah. Not anywhere else. It's nice to be off duty. Yes. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Although half the time you're ignored anyway. Like, there's this, like... I saw this meme or something on Instagram from like this dancer account and they're like you know you're in a strip club when you can do a handstand in the middle of the room bare ass naked and no one gives a flying fuck <laughs> like <laughs> yep yep like for as much time as we spend like being naked we actually are ignored like so often well it's because like, you're, so you're like just like one in a sea of exactly yeah. you're, not, you're, just, you're not a person yeah exactly yeah yeah. Like the your customers will react more to the TV behind you than to you. Mm. You know? Mm. And I'm just like, God, I just got like upstaged by a football game. Yeah. <laughs> you uh. know? Like, but have you seen those bets? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> they have pretty good bets. It's true. It's oh true. my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you for making time to do this episode. Yeah, with us. I'm sorry it took forever, but thank you so much for having me. No, it's me. so nice I'm to really actually like be able to talk about this weird thing that we did. Yeah. So weird. I wonder. I, I wonder if any of our listeners like have had similar experiences. I'm very curious. Please tell how us many, how many people Please did tell this. Us if you have. Oh, now that you say that, there's a couple girls at my old club that told me they were homeschooled one of them said they're homeschooled uh-huh and one of i feel like one of them at least grew up really conservatively if not homeschooled we well. should make like, there should be like, right. a, a homeschooled strippers union. oh my god yeah, yes I think, I yes and it, it's, like we only talked for a minute in passing so i kind of forgot about that but it was i was like oh maybe maybe there's more of us out there Probably. I bet there is, because as, as you said, like these skills are incredibly transferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.